Hallelujah. Amen. You know, sometimes because, because we repeat these actions, it's easy to forget the one we appear before. When we come to worship, we worship the God of miracles. We worship the God that knows nothing that is impossible. We worship the God of all possibilities. We worship the God that can change your situation tonight, tonight, tonight. And you will never remain the same. We serve a mighty God. We serve an awesome God. We serve a faithful God. We serve a God who does not just know you. He knows your situation. He knows your circumstance. And he's mindful. You see, I can know and not be thinking. But God knows and is mindful. And he's omnipotent, he's omnipresent, he's omniscient. We serve a mighty God. We serve the miracle-working God. Hallelujah. Another song says, He's a miracle-working God. He's a miracle-working God. He's the Alpha and Omega. Thank you, SOS. Praise the Lord. Good evening and welcome to Kingdom Keys. Praise the Lord. Silent builders. How many silent builders are in the house? Hallelujah. Amen. There's a difference between the sound and the noise. And, you know, part of what I wrote here is that the difference is that the sound communicates. When you make a sound, you're communicating. When you make noise, you're irritating. So you must distinguish between irritating and communicating. Okay, and for women and whoever, nagging is irritation. But there's a way you can speak to your husband, he will hear. Praise the Lord. So that was one of the things I also picked. The, the, the silent builder, I don't want to keep referring to the woman now because it's for everyone i believe all of us learned a lot you know the, the wise person understands the difference between noise you know and sound okay constructive work makes sound destructive work makes noise if you pull down a tree it will make a noise if you're building something, there'll be sound. And so when you hear sound, you don't say, what's that? You say, that's the sound of this. That's the sound of this because it's communicating accurately. But noise, you see, you're here, you just want to block your ears. Praise the Lord. So the Lord will teach us how to communicate with sound and not noise in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. And we also just in that lane, learn that silent doesn't mean you don't have a voice. But it's voice that communicates what ought to be. Praise the Lord. The silent builder is obedient. And it, you know, I mean, it adds up because we learned one of the things we learned profound Hebrews 3, 4, is that every house is built by someone. But the builder of all things is who? Is God. Now, so how can you build together with God if you're not obedient to God? So it's key that as silent builders, we are obeying God. And every point, every time, whether it's active or passive, let me change it. Whether it's active or passive, once it is in obedience, you are what? 
building because you're in cooperation with the master builder. The silent builder completes. And, and it's important we also get that because taking from the background, if I had a text for tonight, it would be that same Hebrews 3, 4, which says every house is built by someone. But he who built all things is God. Notice that God is the one who built all things, not the one who will build all things. So the finished part is with God. The one that is yet to manifest, he has left it for you to do. And that's where the silent builder comes in. And from there, we could say truly that the most silent builder is God. Imagine if God involved us you know, allowed us to hear the, you know, sound and all the things involved in creation. Just imagine it. Praise the Lord. God is the original silent builder. And as I was meditating on that, you know, the Spirit of the Lord said, just think how you feel, you know, under a thunderstorm. You just, thunder that goes on for a few seconds. You want to hide. Imagine if God continuously, as you know, he's creating, he's doing different things, he's making sounds. We won't be alive today now. We would have all just, you know, I don't know where we'll go to. But God does his works. You know, look at the, the seasons, look at the animals, look at the birds, look at all kinds of things he's doing every day. And he doesn't make a noise about it. Praise the Lord. And he's encouraging us to do what? To follow after. Okay, so God is the original silent builder and he's the one who has built all things and we also looked at um, Psalm 127 one mentioned unless the Lord builds the laborer does what labors in vain so we are learning what we are learning is in this season is how to walk together with God and bring forth what he has already ordained from the beginning praise God another thing as a background before we go on is that for anyone to truly in the sense of it be a silent builder. You must believe Hebrews 11.6. He that comes to God must believe that word. He is, and that word, he is a rewarder. He's a rewarder. Why do we make noise? Why is the builder loud? Why is the builder noisy? Why do we, why we are gravitated? Because we want to appear. We want to be seen, isn't it? But when we know who God is, and we know that before God, darkness and light is the same. You're working in an office and you finish all the job. Somebody takes all you wrote and just signs, removes your name. And he goes to the meeting, you know, and everybody's clapping for him. Now, if you're not a believer, you're going to have a problem. Because if you were not a believer in this God we are talking about, you imagine that all the reward, credit for your work is gone to that person, man or woman. But if you know this God, like we are learning him now, you know that he's a rewarder. Praise the Lord. And even if man or anybody tries to take credit for the work you've done, God who cannot be deceived. You can't play tricks on God. Praise the Lord. No, you can't. You can't hoodwink God. He sees too much. He's omniscient. You will know that God will reward you. And that's why the Bible says, whatever good thing we do, let's not do it as unto men. Let's do it as unto the Lord from whom we also expect what? The reward. So the silent builder must settle it. In fact, the silent builder must be a person of faith. You must have faith and patience. Praise God. 
And we're going to, I'd like us to go to the story of Abigail. We're going to go to it, maybe touch a few things before going there. And see how, how, how the Holy Spirit by this account, which we all know is a true account, captures everything. You know, we're going to look at it in detail. So, so we, we learned on Sunday so many things. The, the silent builder is a peacemaker. The silent builder is selfless. The silent builder is someone that you can trust. Part of the things and challenges we have in our time and it, it's you see you, you look at those things the, the 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 problems of our times shouldn't really affect christians in a sense let me tell you why you see um m many years ago uh, let's say 40 years ago 50 years ago in every business every person had people who were working for them that they couldn't trust things to and you go to sleep knowing that ah, this person is working for you he'll be patient and walk until the time of his freedom or discharge or whatever isn't it but in today's world nobody has that patience you employ somebody today go and buy me something all the person is thinking how can he add two thousand on this so that added to his salary he's making something else now can i tell you something the truth is this if we got our christianity right by this time adverts on the papers will say only christians wanted only christians wanted but unfortunately the christians are now behaving like the world because we don't believe in this silent building thing my father was a transporter the way it was done then was that they give you a bus you drive your making return after some time the bus becomes your own who will have patience now who has that kind of time you're working in an office after some time they set you up that's how come the evil traders are so pro that's the pattern you just serve, you serve as if you have no future. Then one day you become a boss, just like that. They open your shop, stock your trade. Because this person has labored, but nobody has that patience. But you see, all these principles are in the word of God for us. Trustworthy. How many of us can say in the place of our employment, we are trustworthy. Our bosses can trust us. They know that if they take us, send us to meet a client, we won't go and, you know, tell the client this thing that they come, they're selling to you for 100000 I can get it to you, PP, on, on 70000 Believers do it. And they don't see anything wrong with that. The problem with that is that you, you, it's faithless. Because you might be getting something in the immediate, immediate moment, but you're losing the reward that you should have as a creator. You're losing your distinction. Praise the Lord. So may the Lord give us understanding in his ways. So the silent builder is trustworthy. Does not usurp authority. You, 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 you employ, you're employed to do a work, you know. You do that work at that level. Even if you're better than your boss, he's still your boss. You're not in a competition to outshine him. If you outshine him, you have only outshined your boss. He's still your boss. And the natural reaction for him is to do what? To winch you. Praise God. But if you go and you keep honoring him, what will happen? The man will make you permanent PA. Everywhere he's going, he'll take you along. I think someone said that he doesn't need to know how to do the job. He just needs to employ those who know to do the job. Praise the Lord. So that, those are some of the things I learned. He's trustworthy. He's an intercessor. He prays. Because understanding now that God is the builder of all things, praise God. What you're trying to achieve, God has already finished it. When you go to him in prayer, he'll send help. He say, call on me and I'll do what? I will answer. Is it marriage that you're having issues with? 
who ordained marriage? Who has the blueprint? It's God. Go to him concerning that marriage. He will help you. Praise Jesus. Okay? So the silent builder is generous. Very important. We're going to see all that details. I just want to run out what I picked from Sunday. You know? And in particular, they mentioned the women. Um, I, I think Momichi mentioned the women that were praying. And also, do you know that for Jesus' ministry, the women were the main financers? So for the women now that are helping their husband or bringing small money, and the women liberation people are telling you you're special. No, you're just in the league of uh, Mary Magdalene and the rest of them. The, these women were those, the Bible says in Matthew 27, 55, and the women who followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him. From the village, they followed him. Their resources were enough. Even up to Jerusalem, they were supplying the need. Because at that point, Peter, James, and John, and the rest of them had quit fishing. So the needs of that ministry, of Jesus' ministry, were being met by women. Praise the Lord. A generous woman makes a difference. A stingy one makes a greater, a terrible difference. May the Lord make us generous in Jesus' name. Okay, the silent builder does not brag. This one is very clear from the theme. Okay, and why, why doesn't she need to, why, why doesn't he or she need to brag? You know why you brag? Let me use a, um, um, an idiom. It says, empty vessels do what? A vessel that is full doesn't make noise. It has weight. It's stable on the ground. If you want to try it, you see, it won't move. You brag because you're empty. If you have works, your works will speak for you. That's what we learn. Proverbs 31, 31. He said, let her works praise her. If you don't have work, then you praise yourself. Every day, come out and say, I did this, I did this. If what you did is there, nobody will, will need to hear from you. Praise God. It's lack of productivity that causes too much speaking. He said, let her works praise her. Let, tell your neighbor, let your work praise you. Yes. It's emptiness that, you know, that drives bragging. Somebody, I did this, I No. If you did some, what you did will be apparent. People say they don't use hand to cover pregnancy. If something has happened there, even if you like, tie, whatever, wear boo-boo, it will show. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, so the silent builder doesn't brag. It's a waste of time. The work is there. They're persistent. And above all, they know it's all about God's glory. Because God is the originator. He's the Alpha and He's the Omega. Praise God. So come with me please to 1 Samuel 25 and verse 2. Like um, we started from, we'll, we'll, read, we'll just read as we go. We won't read through so that we, we save time. It says, now there was a man, a man whose business was in Camel. And the man was very rich. He had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats. And he was shearing his sheep in Camel. Now, this verse gives us facts. Praise God. And what facts does this verse give us? It tells us of a man who was what? Rich. So immediately you look at this thing, what do you see? A very rich man. And they give us some account, say he had, he had many properties. He had much property. He had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats. So he was a rich man. Now, who doesn't want to be rich? So on the surface of it, this man is to be envied. His position is to be desired, isn't it? Praise the Lord. 
But as children of God, we have learned and we learn from the word of God. We should not be too much concerned about the things that are apparent. We should learn to do what? To look in deeply. Okay? So this man, we are told of what he has, but they have not told us his character, no integrity. And our world is lived this way. Many people, at the introduction of any name you hear, isn't it what they have, they tell you? His position, they say he's the MD of this. Okay, whether he killed the former MD to become MD, or he's the wife of this, or he's driving this, or he built this. You don't know whether he's the one kidnapping on Cardinal Road. You know, you just, they just tell you what he has. That's where the world is. Praise God. So we thank God the Holy Spirit has it recorded. So it tells us what he has. I mean, he has it. We learned here before that God has permitted in his word that you can steal and have something. You can rig and become something. People have passed the exams by cheating. It wasn't taken from them because God has time. But the second line tells us something about the man. The second line, verse 3. Help me please. It says, the name of the man was what? Nabal. And in other words, if, if you do message or any of them, it says this man was a fool. Now, you look at the mathematics and for some people that want to kill themselves because they don't have something which one would you rather have have three thousand sheep and be a fool or not be a fool and be as you are <laughs> so some want to be a fool i have it's okay i pray for you that you will have wisdom <laughs> you are going to see as we go on you see, so this man's character was, was nauseating. He was a fool. But he was able to acquire 3,000 sheep and all that he had. Now we've learned already why that was possible. But I want you to see that results are deceptive. There is more to things than what you see on the surface. And the saying that says, you know that saying that says the devil is where? In the detail. It's actually supposed to be the first time it came up was God is in the detail. But also the devil, everything is in the detail. So next time you see, for, uh, let me see your married sisters here. You're trusting God for. Next time your friend, you know, brags to you, I'm getting married. Just wait for the details. It might be that she's seven months pregnant. The fire sister. Do you understand? You don't know. So before you kill yourself about what is happening somewhere, just get a bit more details. You know, you see your old classmate. The guy says, ah! He looks at you. He smiles with one, you know, one kind of demeaning smile. Say, so I, I, I will come and take you. Ask him, what do you do? Are you getting what I'm saying? You see, the fact that he had the cattle and all of that is not a problem. It's that this man was a fool. Look at the last part of that. The, the, the last part. He says the man was harsh and evil in his doings. This is the full story. Don't jump with just something on the surface. He was harsh. Some say mean. He was a mean man. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Are you seeing more now? So, so let's not look at life on the surface. They say, ah, this guy, if you see his house, and then what was buried in the house? How many people has he, you know, run over to be able to build that house? 
Now, he does, not all success are like that. We saw Solomon, praise the Lord, whom God blessed. We saw David, whom God blessed. We saw Hezekiah, whom God blessed. So God blesses, but the Bible says, makes us understand, it says wisdom is a defense for those who were choosing to be fools, to have money. The Bible says wisdom is a defense as money is a defense. But the excellence of wisdom, let me give you the scripture. Ecclesiastes 7.12 The excellence of wisdom is that it gives life And you know that at the end of this story What happened? Neighbor was struck down The few times we see God kill somebody Especially an Israelite So Wisdom Money Defense I would rather have wisdom And not have money because the same Bible says what? The advantage of that wisdom or knowledge is what? Is that it gives life to the one who has it. The person who has money will have a defense. But under that, in the, in the middle of that, his defense, he'll die. And I've said it here, in, in the Old Testament, death physically was representative of death eternally. Because they didn't have eternal promise. That's why those whom God blessed, he blessed them with long life. So a lot of things that worry Christians now, actually new Old Testament patterns. So in the Old Testament, if God was pleased with you, you lived long. But Jesus changed that for us. Nobody ever pleased God like Jesus. He died at 33 years. So New Testament, but, but, but what we see now, so wisdom is a defense. And what does that mean, sir, before I leave that? It means that you may not have riches like Nabal, but with your wisdom, you can live a standard of life that is better than his. I, I, let, let me help you. Let, let me break this down for somebody. Praise the Lord. You see, you, see you, you, you must not underrate what wisdom is. You see, wisdom is interpretation of issues. So you're driving on the road, like what you've learned now. You're driving on the road or you're, you're trekking and then somebody zooms past you with a Range Rover Vogue 2020 model. It's okay to look at it and feel bad, but remind yourself that if you collected that bribe, if you stole that money your boss sent you, you would have been driving two of it. What that does is this. Wisdom immediately tells you that you're not where you are out of lack of opportunity, but out of choice to honor God. What has happened is that that has become a defense for you. So somebody's parading something and you say to yourself, I know, I know if, if, if that were my goal, my goal is to please God. And I know that after God will honor me. Are you getting it? Praise the Lord. So, so, so it makes it clear. Say this is the way it will happen. So God says, do not be concerned about outcomes, appearance, results, as much as character and integrity. A man, a woman, a person should be measured by integrity. How many people can give you their lives to say, please keep for me? And know that you will be saved. Praise God. So verse 3 gives us more details. And this is where, you know, the lesson of Sunday becomes out. How can a man who is a fool, who is harsh, who is evil, who is mean, succeed like this? It meant that he had no interpersonal skills. He had no technical skills. He had no, he, he, in fact, the, the man, I don't know how he survived. Uh, uh, Abigail must have been a, a silent master builder. Because, <laughs> praise God. I'm going to give you an information that will make you. Imagine a man like him not knowing about David. David that the Philistines knew. 
That shows you how foolish he was. He didn't hear about Goliath. He didn't hear about the 40 days challenge. And that shows you how foolish. And then such a man is able to have 3,000 sheep. Let's clap for our big edge, huh? Let's clap for the silent builders. Praise God. Now, what it means is that you and I don't, don't have excuse. Sister, that's your husband. Eh? If a big girl can help neighbor to make it, is your husband worse than a, a neighbor? Or husband, if a big girl can help, you can also help your wife. It shows the power, the efficacy of a asylum, of a support. And you see, these things are scriptural principles. Say two are better than one. So no matter whatever your partner, even if it's in business that you're involved in, no matter how bad they are, it's a test of how good you can become. So we see in Nabal's folly, the wisdom of our bigger manifest in the Bible introduces her as what? Beautiful in appearance and a woman with understanding, which means she was intelligent. Praise God. Now, intelligence is opposite of foolhardiness or folly. So imagine if the man was 1,000% a fool. All he needed was for Abigail to become 100,000 intelligent. And when they combined together, they were a couple that had what? 99,000 intelligent. So the problem is never with your partner. It's never with that unreasonable boss. It's about your wisdom. Say, Lord, increase me in wisdom. Increase me in wisdom. You see, we watch movies. Some of the things you learn from this movie is that the, the producer of the movie will teach the, the movie star how to use um, a pen and open safe. And open, you see, there's problem, but he increases his efficiency. Say, Lord, increase my efficiency. You see, the, the, the boss doesn't want to promote. He can give you wisdom. I've told us how God helped me with my boss. Who didn't want me to make one cover in the office? I said, okay, I'll be silent. I didn't used to speak when she was around. Praise the Lord. So, so we see this woman, you know, showing her, her, her gifting in spite of her circumstances. And as we go, we're going to see how this thing unfolded. Praise the Lord. So what I, I said, I said, Nabal, fool, harsh, mean and evil, plus a bigger, beautiful and intelligent, produce success. Produce success. Where you're walking, it can become heaven on earth. That office. Praise God. No, yes, it can. It can. If, if you allow the Holy Spirit to use you, if you trust the word of God that we're learning, that the silent builder completes, so you fill in whatever is lacking. You supply whatever is not there. As a church now, you belong to a church. Praise God. You belong to this church. There is no love in this church. Multiply your gift of love in this church so that the love will overflow. There's no room for excuse. Praise the Lord. You come to church, the people here don't give right. Every day, you can take your car, go somewhere, drop people, rush back quickly. Tell the other people, wait, I'm coming. By the time you do it two Sundays, everybody will see and they'll learn from you. Using mouth to just talk, nothing, 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 nothing. It's noise. It's not a sound. When you do what you should do, supply what you should supply, it becomes a sound and sounds reverberate. People will respond. Praise the Lord. What you're not finding, supply it. That's why you didn't see it in the first place. 
The people you're talking about might not even notice. Praise God. So we're looking at this for families, for offices, for businesses. Some, some of us are working for people. Work in that office in such a way that after your salary is paid, your boss will give you personal gifts. Because they'll know that had they not been for you, that their positions would have been threatened. Praise God. So, so the Bible gives us this background. This is who they were. Nebal, a fool, a big girl, you know, intelligent and beautiful. Okay? So we saw what happened from verse 4. How David sent his servants and um, Nabal insulted them. Verse 10, the Bible says, Nabal answered David's servant and said, Who is David and who is the son of Jesse? He said, There are many servants nowadays who break away each from them. Can, can you imagine how foolish this man was? You know, can you just imagine? You know, he, he, was, he, was, he, was, uh, he was many times a fool. But in spite of that, the, the, the gift and the grace of Abigail saw him through may God send us even so or may God make us such helpers in Jesus name praise God okay so so and we also see something there before I leave it from verse 4 to 13 I, I put it together from verse 4 to 13 we see what happens there David sent this man and neighbor send them away and verse 13 this is what David said then David said to his men every man gird on his sword Every man gathered on his sword, and David also gathered on his sword. And about 400 men went with David, and 200 men stayed with the supplies. Where were they going to? See what they were going to do. 21 and 22. Let's read 21 and 22, please. Put it on the screen for Now David has said, Surely in vain I have protected all that this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all that belongs to him. And he has repaid me evil for good. Look at David now. May God do so, and more also, to the enemies of David. If I leave one male of all who belong to him by morning light. Now, this is what David had determined to do based on Nabal's response. Let me point something out here. When you don't help where you should help, it's not only the person you wanted to help that will suffer. You see, you're, 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 you're traveling, maybe in a bus, okay? And the driver is sleeping, and you say, I'm not the conductor. Are you getting what I'm saying? When, when, when you don't supply your quota, it's not the person that is, you see, he's your leader. That's why the Bible says, pray for your leaders. Are you getting it? If, 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 if a big girl, did not act, her sons would have been killed. I mean, thank God David said me, but maybe in the, pre, in the action, you know, there might be collateral damage. But that would have, so don't see it. The silent builder is selfless, but in a sense, you're still selfish because when you help, at the end of the day, the help comes to you. When, 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 when you help your spouse or your boss or whoever, when the company increases, when the family, you know, there is peace in the family, is it only the man you were patient with that enjoys the peace? Wisdom. The devil will tell us, it's not your fault, it's not your business. No. There are some people that you call something. They say, that's my husband's son. No, that's my husband's son. They're not wise. Because if your husband doesn't have peace, what she has is pieces. Because what discussion will you be having with the man? 
So Abigail helped Nabal, but in the long run, what did he? She helped her family. Praise God. Verse 14. Let's read 14. 14 says, Now one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master. And he reviled them. But the men were very good to us. And we're not hot, nor did we miss anything as long as we accompanied them when we're in the fields. They were a world to us, both by night and day, and all the time we're with them, keeping the sheep. Now, therefore, know and consider what you will do. For Ham is determined against our master and against all his household, for he's such a scoundrel that one cannot speak to him. Can you see this situation? A terrible situation. Praise God. And this servant overheard, probably he was there when the servants came and met neighbor. And he overheard the conversation. The last part, this servant says something. He said, this is our master. No one can speak to him. Now, that servant could have just kept quiet. Let me tell you the lesson here. People of God, when there is nothing you can do, there is something you can find out to do. You see, I, I want us to catch the lesson in where you don't have to be in the forefront. Helpers are next. What you hear is for you to do something with. Are you with me? This servant could not go and advise neighbor. But he's searched in his mind. What do I do? There is danger. What do I do? There is what do I do? We're going to die. And it occurred to him. See, this man is a fool. But the wife is intelligent. So he went to the wife. Say, Lord, help me to do whatever I can do to help. Help me. You see, we, we, some of us are in situations where we already sign off. There's nothing I can do. It's not my business. Is it not him? Is it not them? No, there's something you can do. There's something you can do. The way I wrote it there is, there's always something someone can do to help. There's always something someone can do to help. Neighbor, they couldn't approach. But the wife, they could approach. And even though that the wife didn't even approach neighbor. That's how bad the situation was. But by reason of the little things everybody was doing, God was able to remedy the situation. There's always something you can do. In, your, in this church, there's something you can do. In your office, there's something you can do. In your family, there's something you can do. In your marriage, amongst your group of friends, in the fellowship, there's something, always something. Don't let the devil tell you it's their business. It's your business. As long as you're there. Praise God. Like Ibodika told us, as long as you're there, you've been implicated. <laughs> Are you getting it? There is always something you can do. You're concerned about, there is something you can do. Maybe a sister, you're concerned about the way people are wearing tights. Start wearing maxi. Every time they see, they say, this sister, I say, I want to go to the extreme. Let them see that maxi can look. Maria Brogada. You can do something. Praise the Lord. There is always something what? You can do. Whatever thing that is touching you, yes, is the fault of the leader, is the fault of your boss, is the fault of your husband, is the fault of your wife. There is something someone can do. This servant went to the wife and said, Nobody can speak to Nebel, but Madame Alice, I can speak to you. This is the situation. And that was what kickstarted the solution. May the Lord use us in Jesus' name. Praise God. 
In verse 18, we see something happening here. This is Nabal's response. Sorry, Abigail's response. Then Abigail made haste and took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five sheep already dressed, five seeds of roasted grain, 100 clusters of raisins, and 200 cakes of figs, and loaded them on donkeys. And she said to her servant, Go on before me. See, I'm coming after you. But she did not tell her husband, Nabal. So it was, okay, let, let's stop here and look at this now. Notice something here. The Bible took time. Like Momichi um, mentioned, every word in the Bible is important. She did not tell her husband what? Nabal. You see, the, the word of God is life, is it? It's truth. But there are some times wisdom means that some things are kept in the bay. Because you see, if you come to where things are looked at dogmatically, this woman will be in disobedience. But she's not in disobedience. She's only operating at a higher wisdom. And if, if you've been married, if you're married to a good man, a good woman, you'll find out that sometimes your husband or your wife may have just taken some initiatives that were in your interest, but you would have obstructed it because of your limited vision at that time. So the Bible says she but she did not. It was his property she took. He would rather, if he knew better, he would do what the woman did, isn't it? But he doesn't know better. So why beat a dead dog? I get in the, the thing in this story. Very important. But she did not tell. So next time you're in a situation, ask yourself, what is it? He said, wisdom gives life. It's like the argument of the Pharisees with Jesus all the time. Why are you healing on the Sabbath? He said, please, please, let's even, what was the Sabbath to do? The Sabbath, wasn't it to help and elongate life? Wasn't it for you to rest so that you won't faint? Wasn't it for you to honor God? Now, if somebody is healed on the Sabbath, in the first place, he's feeling better. And that same person will praise God better than all of you that were not sick. So isn't the purpose of the Sabbath being achieved? So the Bible says wisdom what is justified by her children, by the results. So sometimes not ABC. You know, like people, some people will quote to us, especially non-serious believers. Wives must submit to their husband. Please, wives, there are some situations, if you're married to a scoundrel like neighbor, there are some situations you put that man in subjection for the salvation of his soul and the family. Eh? Husband will now balance and say, give me that drink. Give it to me. You can see his eyes red. I command you. The Bible says, <laughs> tell the person that wisdom says. Because Jesus has been made unto us, what? Wisdom from God. So she didn't tell her husband. And you could see what she took. She was a generous one. We learned that the silent builders, are look at what she took along. A lot. The man would have even fainted if he saw what he took. she took. Praise the Lord. They asked for a little years like we learned. They just said whatever little, they would have been okay. These men were roving. They didn't even have storage to keep this amount of food. This food would have made them have to settle somewhere and eat it for months. Praise God. She took it and she went. We see in her wisdom. Wisdom. Knowing what to do. Knowing how to do it. We see a very important thing there also. That this woman, this woman had, um, had understanding 
of who she was married to. You see, they are just, just the same thing I've said before. They are textbook scenarios. But there are situations that are not textbook. There are situations that were ran for consideration, for pondering. Praise God. Now, if the average woman had heard this, you would have just bitten into never. So you want to kill all of us? So you want to kill all of us? And the man will still be surprised. He said, David, say, the man will be, th- you hear David, you think, uh, dancing, who is David? Next thing, bah, he slapped the woman. Next thing, some, you know. But this woman had, he didn't involve him. He started making her plan. Praise God. And then when she got to David, that's the part that becomes more interesting. Look at her approach. The first thing she said, verse 23, or rather the first thing she did, 23. It says, when Abigail saw David, she dismounted quickly from her, the donkey she was riding fell on her face before David and bowed to the ground. Now, see perspective. For the husband, this man was a jobless servant. But this woman said, I will honor this man. Praise God. We see humility. To be a silent builder, you have to be humble. To achieve results. You see, many times why we are cocky and proud is because we have nothing at stake. I've not seen anybody going to the American embassy or UK embassy for, the, for visa. Say, hey, visa officer. E. Yes, my name is... No, you see all of them like this. Not all of them, all of us were like this. <laughs> no, but be, because you really want that. The reason oftentimes we are cocky and we are proud and we all of that is because we don't value what we are going for. Anyone who really knows how much he needs God will not be proud before God. It's people who think God, well, he can help, but if he doesn't help, I have plans. They are the ones. The woman came and fell on the ground, bowed to the ground. Humility, very important, a component of wisdom. And the next line, 24, look at what she said. She said, on me, my Lord, on me, let this iniquity be. What do we see there? Intercession. Intercession. Was the fault her own? Praise God. It wasn't our own. But the intercession, the helper, praise the Lord. The helper, the silent builder, assumes responsibility. Assumes responsibility. Not because she's responsible for the fault, but because she has taken responsibility to solve the problem. You can't solve a problem that you absorb yourself of. Your, 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 your human instinct will not be sensitive to the solution. Hey, let my husband be doing now. Let his children not go back to school. Uh-huh. Hey, let, my, let my wife be doing. Let this thing spoil. Mm-mm. You must assume responsibility and then you come into the position of help. Praise the Lord. And speaking to the women especially. Listen to me. The, the assignment, you know, I, I don't know. There are some basic things. Every married woman here, what's your name? You answer your, you answer your husband's name. Abby? I know some women now add their father's names. If I were such a husband, I would ask them, who do you want to marry? If you want to marry your father, I bet, go and meet him in Achokuta. But if it's me, every woman answers what? Her husband's name. The success of your husband is your success. Praise God. His failure is also what? You can be explaining to people. That's the explanation. So the woman said, on me, I'm Mrs. Neighbor. 
Even though my personal name is Abigail, but I'm Mrs. Fool. Uh, he said, put this word, iniquity on me. Imagine if she had come there and said, that man, that man. David would have rushed past her and gone to deal with the man. But this woman was saying, you don't need, if you want to kill neighbor, see me here now. That's wisdom. Say, Lord, give me wisdom. And then 25, a lot of things here, I pray we'll be able to, 25, each line has something. 25, she said, please let not my Lord regard this scoundrel neighbor. For as his name is, so is he. Neighbor is his name. See how many times I repeated name, name there. And folly is with him. Now look at this. This woman added truth. Eh? My husband, eh? Hey, this thing he did to you. That's what he does every time. Do you understand? He's, uh, they are beg. It's, there's a way you speak. It's, they, 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 to make good soup, hmm? there's the thing that is sour, and then there's the one that is spicy. The combination makes the soup sweet. If not, you're either making tea. Or, <laughs> that's why those who don't know how to cook, when they finish cooking, their food is tasting like bon vita. They didn't mix it well. <laughs> when somebody that knows how to, you would everything. You see, she took responsibility. Then she said the truth. Because see, the truth, this, it, it clears everything. Because the devil will be there saying, no, leave this woman. She's not, let's go and kill the man. When, when the woman herself is telling you, this is my husband there. Hmm, you've not even seen anything yet. 20 years of marriage. He's getting worse by the day. David would just say, <laughs> I, I, I get it. So truth is part of it. You, you, don't, you don't hide the truth too much. Some of us, we hide and hide until something kills us. You're married to somebody who's behaving in a way that you know is dangerous to the destiny of your relationship, to even your salvation. Run to the pastor. Run to your HOD. Say, pastor, mommy, this is what my husband is asking me to do beastie things. But you keep hiding it until something spoils. Truth is important. Praise the Lord. So she, she disarmed David with the truth. This man is a fool. He's a fool. And it was at that point that she changed the direction of our conversation. It was after that that she says, Now therefore my Lord, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I'm reading 26. Since the Lord has held you back from coming to bloodshed, and from avenging yourself with your own hand. Now then let your enemies and those who seek harm for you be as my Lord neighbor. What's she doing now? She's turning this thing to where David, see how all of us can benefit. You're not a murderer. And even if you have to kill, why should you waste your time killing a fool? Eh? From Obuago, you've killed lion. You've killed bear. And then they add one of the things you, you kill Goliath. And they say, What else did he kill? Say, He killed a fool. <laughs> I understand. You see, this is wisdom. I pray. You see, if God, if God loads you with the things that are here, you'll be indispensable to your organization. I'm telling you, this woman taught us a lot of lessons. She, she now brought it to general good. Say, You can do that too, but this will be your record in history. I, I call this what I call this here is general good. See what you can benefit from this. See what you can benefit. And then she took it further. 
27, she made her presentation. Now this present which your maidservant has brought to my Lord, let it be given to the young men who follow my Lord. It's appeasement. She said, please use this and hold your heart. You know, Use this and just comfort yourself. Praise God. Use this and just comfort yourself. Because some people can be too smart. Every time they preach in church, forgive, forgive your, uh, your, 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 your debtors, forgive your debtors. Then people got me those that they are owing. I say, didn't you hear what they said? You that they stole also don't borrow. Why don't you go and say, I pay you, I will not borrow again. Some people just want to use the word of God. He said say this weapon is what? For the left and right hand. So sometimes it's for you to take in. And sometimes for you it's also what? To give. Some pe- that's the only side. She could have finished that thing and not given the beer. I said, don't kill a fool. Eh? And go. She said, please, take this. Take Praise the Lord. We saw Jacob do it also. Jacob sent. May we become generous in Jesus' name. You see, the difference between bribe and gift is motive. Bribe and gift is motive. It's who your trust is in. You're dealing with somebody. You come to, they come to your office and you earn 30,000 a month. The man wants to do a business, you make 30 million. And he's looking at you, your shirt, the color of your shirt has finished. And his perfume alone can buy you 20 shirts. And every day you just come and look at, he said, I'm a Christian, I don't give bread. No, you're just stingy and wicked. Because even the beggars on the road that did nothing, you give them money. Is that bribe? You meet the person in the office, ah, the, you know, uh, the heart of a child of God should make you feel, ah. And the man is probably an engineer, you're an engineer, or he's a lawyer, you're a lawyer as well. I mean, common sense. Okay, not to motivate him. No, make sure you're doing what you should do. And then after I say, ah, for knowing you. And for the, just take this. It's not bribe. Praise the Lord. It's, it's just been, it's, it's been human nature. You know, I, I, you, you watch um, all these um, animals, the, 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 the carnivores, and, and they, 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 they hunt they catch, you know, uh, prey. They eat when their food they leave. It's only human beings that have refrigerators. When we eat <laughs> and finish, what remains? We put in the fridge. And we go and hunt tomorrow and put in the fridge. Hunt tomorrow and put in the fridge. And then the doctor said, don't eat. You now start the thing in the fridge. You would have eaten it in one year. It will now become six years stock. And you're still hunting and putting in the fridge. Praise the Lord. So, 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 she, 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 she gave him gifts. He said, please take this. And 28, there's so much. 28, look at what she said. Please forgive the trespass of your maidservant, for the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house. She began to bring in eternal perspective. See, David, you're to make a name. In fact, I read about a big girl and, and the Bible says she was recorded amongst the prophetesses of God because she spoke prophecy. She spoke what was not common knowledge. At, at that time, a lot of the children of Israel weren't really sure about this David. But this is what she did. Same thing God was saying about David. How did she hear? They didn't have newspapers. He said, for God, for the Lord will certainly make for my Lord what? an enduring house because my Lord fights the battles of the Lord and evil is not found in you throughout your days she was giving David motivation to do right 
like what Mommy Chi was trying to tell us on Sunday, when there is a challenge, when you're going to make peace, everybody speak to the person, paint a picture of what the future will be if you do right. You see, anger, what anger does, is they said anger is temporary, what? Insanity, isn't it? Another thing anger does is that it shuts your eyes to tomorrow. But you see, a peacemaker will open your eyes to tomorrow. He said to David, God will give you an enduring heart. You don't want this stain on you. So, you know, as silent builders, we, we factor this in. We say, yes, we can do this and achieve this. We can do this and achieve this. But what of our legacy? These are things we consider. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 29 says, Yet a man has reason to pursue you and seek your life, but the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God. And the lives of your enemies he shall sling out as from the pocket of a sling. And it shall come to pass when the Lord has done for my king, for when the Lord has done for my Lord, according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you, and has appointed you ruler over Israel, that this will be no grief to you, nor offense of heart to my Lord, either that he have shed blood without cause, or that my Lord has avenged himself. The last part, I'll leave it, I'll read it later. The last part. So 29, 30, 31. You see something that is happening here. And, and I want to say this is important for us to, 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 to see the value of understanding of events. You see, this woman was speaking like somebody who was reading the scriptures in her time. When all this thing is over and the Lord had delivered you from Saul and you see, she, she had understanding. And that's what the Bible tells us in Ephesians 5.17. It said we should not be unwise. Do not be unwise. But rather, what should we do? We should understand what the will of God is. So maybe somebody, still going back to marriage is important. The person you're married to, you know that this is God's design for his life. Don't push him into what is not. Encourage him there. Somebody might be, you might be married to an artist. And this artist maybe is a painter or maybe he's a musician or maybe. And for the first 18 years of your marriage, all his works, the only people that are appreciating it are people that say, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. You see? But if you know God's will that this is who you married, you keep encouraging him. In the 19th year, one painting can be sold for $1 million. And everything will change. Or one song can become a hit. You don't marry somebody that God has said to be this. And because of Ojikoko, you want to drive the person to become importer. The person become exporter. You're just pushing. No, you understand what the will of God is. You've married a teacher. Encourage him to be a teacher. A teacher in Kenya won how many millions of dollars recently? One million. No, it was more than one million. Do you understand? That is the part of the side. You know who you have married. You know who you're working with. And you keep at it. We learn persistence. You persistently support the person. Maybe you're married to the person and you're supposed to be the financer. But you're not the leader. That finance is to invest and support that vision. In every organization, there is R&D. As long as R&D is collecting money, some division must be making profit. But the day R&D gets out one product, that organization becomes secured for generations. So you might be in such a situation. If you don't have understanding, this man knew the, the counsel of God. 
So her husband every day, people will be saying, ah, wait till your husband they do joy. He said, don't worry. He'll just be carrying him like egg, carrying him like a king. Because he knows that this man has a calling in ministry or one thing or the other. She's just doing all she can and is supporting. Or you're doing all you can and you're supporting her. And she's just there. The day God opens the door, everybody now come and realize your wisdom. Do not be unwise. Praise the Lord. Rather what? Understand what the will of the Lord is. And I'll try and close here because of time. The last statement says, But when the Lord has dealt well with my law, then do what? Remember your mission. I don't know why she put this thing there. <laughs> I don't know why she put it there. But, but, but God is a rewarder. That's where we began from. He that comes to God must what? Believe that he is and his what? We weren't told how long she had been married for neighbor, but she had suffered for many years. And Old Testament, like I told you, gives us complete story. You see, the things we read in, these things I'm saying are very important. Please put it in your theology to help you in your Christian. The Old Testament gives us full story. It gives us seed and harvest. It gives us everything. The New Testament, the completion of the story of New Testament, is Revelation says, Behold, I'm coming quickly. It continues until eternity. says, judge nothing before it's done. So from the New Testament, the stories are never concluded. But in the Old Testament, every story is concluded. Now, Abigail started being married to a fool and she discharged her responsibility 100% to a fool. God ended her story being married to the best king ever. It proves to us that God sees you see she was not a princess she was not a teenager the king could marry Ahasuerus used beauty contest to find wives but because of what she has shown God made it that David desired her let's rise on our faith God is a rewarder God is a rewarder let's begin to ask the Lord Lord help me to trust in you uh, we don't know why but Abigail sensed something that this neighbor will not be where she will end she had so manifested character and goodness and, and faith that was beyond the capacity of neighbor to handle so they had to take away neighbor and give her the palace she managed where she was well and God rewarded her she managed the food she married and God gave her a psalmist God gave her a warrior God gave her the man that was after his heart God placed her in honor God changes circumstances that's what we began with God changes situations he turns things around tonight as a church let our faith rise that all that is happening our God is aware our God is aware Lord help me Lord, help me to be that silent builder, that one that will be faithful even until the change comes, that will be faithful until the turnaround comes. I know you see, I know you are watching, I know you hear, I know you comprehend, I know you're weighing it in the balance. Father, we thank you for there is no God like you. Father, we exalt you because that there, there is no one comparable to you. You are wise, so wise. You are considerate, compassionate. You are caring. 
you know where I am. Somebody's office, something is going to happen soon and there'll be such a turnaround. It's as though they have stolen your labor. But the same God that was watching Abigail and made sure she did not end with regret, that made sure her story was encouraging. Your story will bring encouragement. I'm speaking to somebody in your office. The story may have looked like that. You have served beyond what that office deserves. God will give you an office that deserves you. Father, we are thanking you because your children are looking to you and you are the mighty God. Somebody in business, you're investing, you're toiling, you're doing what you should do and it's as though there is no return. But God changes times and season. He's about to change the season. He's about to change the time. He's about to send plentiful rain to confirm you as his inheritance, to encourage you in that place. I want you to thank the Lord. I want you to thank the Lord. Thank Him for grace to persevere. Thank Him for wisdom to carry on. Thank Him for understanding. Thank Him for being the master builder. Thank Him for the privilege of aligning with Him. Lord, we are saying thank you as a church. Even as a church, we are blessing you. You're not unmindful of what you have called us to be. You're not unmindful of what is going on. You see us clearly. You know the assignment you have given to us. Lord, we receive grace to be obedient. We receive wisdom to be faithful we receive discernment oh lord to keep on the track let us not turn to the right or to the left let us not become unwise let us continually know what the will of the lord is let us remain on our lane until that change comes until that turnaround comes our god we worship you our god we bless you our god we exalt you there is none like you we worship you. I want us to lift up our voices in adoration. This is the God that should be served. This is the God that should be worshipped. Only a God like you, the songwriter said, could be worthy of my praise. He sees everything. He captures everything. He's in the know of everything. Look at it. He took notice of Abigail. He took notice of our seed. He took notice of our labor. He took notice of our pain. Lord, we bless you. You are the most high God. We worship you. We worship you. Receive our praise. As a nation, we are saying, Lord, behold this nation. Hear the cries of your people. We know you're seeing the things that are happening. We know you're watching, oh Lord. Lord, you promised us that the scepter of the wicked will not rest upon the land allotted to the righteous. Lord, behold our nation. We know your sin. We just worship you. 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 Glory to your name. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. You are good. And you do good. Thank you for inviting us to this relationship where we're not just known by you but our eyes have been opened to know you, our God. Tonight, we have been reminded that you're the builder of all things. We also remember that you are Alpha and you are Omega. You superintend over the affairs of your world. It's just your pleasure to involve us in what you're doing. Tonight, as a church, we want to say thank you. 
Thank you for calling us to be laborers together with you in the work that you're doing on earth. Lord, your word has come in diverse ways. Lord, we pray that your word will distill as dew in our lives. Let it bring results. Let it be spirit, let it be life. Let it build faith. Let someone live here knowing that God is watching and God will come. Lord, let it clear every doubt. Let it silence the voice of the wicked one. Father, we thank you because you are the God who does much more than we could ask or imagine. As a church, we say thank you. You started by telling us you're the miracle-working God. We know that whatever it is your children are facing is not difficult for you. Lord, we receive the grace that has come with your word that we'll go and be builders, silent builders, helpers, oh Lord, completers, oh Lord, intercessors oh lord generous oh lord persistent oh lord in the name of jesus knowing whom we have believed and being fully persuaded that whatever we have committed into your hands even the things we didn't know we needed to commit you're able to bring them to pass lord will bless you for a glorious future thank you for the rest of this year we have entered the second quarter you do mighty things. Lord, our eyes are lifted to you. Surprise your children. Do wonderful things, oh Lord. Things that are praiseworthy. Things that will cause them to open up their mouth and preach. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, our God. In Jesus' name we pray.